0: Hello, everyone. I'm David Nelson for the Traders Network Show, broadcasting worldwide from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange for iHeartRadio and Equities.com. We're here for an event being hosted by the United Nations Sustainable Stock Exchanges Initiative. My next guest needs no introduction. Dr. Katui is the Secretary General of the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development. Dr. Welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. My
1: pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Doctor, I saw you speak earlier, and it was really impressive. How do you view sustainable development goals as really an outlift to lift people out of poverty?
1: First, the number of streams that fit into sustainable development goals for me. The first one is the rebirth of multilateralism, that after many years of talking at each other, the world is ready to say collectively we can set ourselves ambitions that we all try to move towards. And that's one of the main statements of the Sustainable Development Goals. The second thing, it's something that I believe very strongly, that we cannot celebrate partial success. Um, collective victory in the defeat of extreme poverty is a moral imperative. So when the political and economic leaders are united in pursuing this cause, it's very uplifting for some of us. The third thing is a challenge, there's a new model of development thinking where we see a balance between uh, social entrepreneurs, uh, enterprise self-regulation, academia, international organisations. Nonprofits and governments. That balancing relationship is important in this millennium. Uh, in the past, it has been like, competitive. This is synergizing our capabilities. And these are all streams into what I think is a very enriching new challenge.
0: You recently put out uh, an in-depth report. It was called From Decisions to Actions. Yeah. Sir, I went through the highlights of this, and, and one line really struck, struck me, and I wanted to share it with our viewing audience. It was islands of prosperity surrounded by poverty are incompatible with the world we strive for. Can you expand on that?
1: Right, actually it's partly just what I've been uh, talking about now, that um, sustainability has a number of different uh, considerations. We have uh, talked about uh, social inclusion, we've talked particularly about uh, economic viability and environmental viability. Um, but to, 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 to me, uh, to many of us, If we are aspiring to sustainable futures, balance between uh, today's generation's needs and the needs of posterity, we must also look at the needs of those among us who are left behind by competition. So I think it's a collective responsibility that where wealth emerges, we offer the minimum requirements for the most vulnerable among us to have a decent livelihood. To me, that is the sea of poverty that has traditionally surrounded islands of prosperity.
0: Well said, sir. You said uh, up in the conference uh, just a few minutes ago, you were talking about sustainable engagement. Uh, and one, one thing really struck me, you talked about constant renewal, to keep this fresh and alive. Talk a little more about that.
1: Yes, uh, to me, a social engagement is like biological mechanisms, uh, organisms. Uh, unless there's renewal, unless there's constant improvement, you, you become static, you become irrelevant, you become overtaken by changes in society. So even as we set ourselves sustainability goals, these goals must have a life, that they keep evolving. The standards we set ourselves for acceptable minimum conduct must keep improving as society grows. So similarly, the pledges that enterprises make the pledges that the corporate sector makes, the pledges that governments make, must be constantly improved as objective and subjective conditions change. So I think as we go in sustainable stock exchanges, one of our main challenges is how do we sustain this industry-driven commitments to better practice at the same time Pushing the boundaries of acceptable minimum standards.
0: Typically, this is you know done mostly by governments. Yet you've chosen to go to the financial sector and stock exchanges. What prompted that decision?
1: There are two, three things. Uh, one, stock exchanges are autonomous. In most developed society, stock exchanges cannot be read, read the, the riot act by governments. <laughs> and so, what does that mean? It means the best influencer of conduct by stock exchanges is stock exchanges themselves. That the best way we can impact the equities market, the the, the regulators and the, the investors, is to get them to buy into the message, set standards that they aspire to, and peer pressure will bring out best practice, even pull along the reluctant ones. So that is one major thing. Secondly, if the message of sustainability is embraced by stock exchanges, They are mainstream market leaders. What it means is that enterprise will believe in the value of sustainability. Enterprise, investors, companies will trust the word of stock exchanges more than they will trust the word of governments. So they become couriers of a message that is going beyond their own interest as institutions.
0: I want to ask you the same question, sir, that I've asked everyone here. How how does the Sustainable Stock Exchange's initiative and the activities they'll put forth over the next couple of years, how will you integrate that with the UNCTAD, and and what will you be doing over the next year or two?
1: Um, Okay, the first thing is um, we are at the point where we are recruiting. Get as many on board as possible. And secondly, like you could see from the discussions in the room earlier on today, uh, getting aspirations of best practice, that some want to set standards already now, declare that everybody must adhere to a certain level. Uh, to my mind, that process has to be evolving over time. That is, uh, you, you you give it the, 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 the oxygen to grow and you'll have standards evolving over time. At the same time, we at the United Nations cannot run the risk of falling back when we're asking others to evolve. So there is feeding off each other as enterprise grows with higher ambition and sophistication of its commitment of its practices we in the united nations uh, family must also find the best levers tools of communication sciences possibilities levels of enhanced engagement with non-state actors solidarity with the state actors to start upping our game so i see a mutually reinforced exercise between u.n agencies and private sector-led enterprises, whether it's members of the Global uh, Compact, for example, who are very, very good with the engaging companies on this initiative, or the PRI, who are very, very nice in engaging with the investors. As this grows, we in the UN have also to, to up our game, and I think this is the way we're going to grow.
0: Well said, sir. A- any parting words to the UN and the SSE before you leave today?
1: I think uh, my main message is um, we are living through a one-in-a-lifetime uh, experience. We have opportunities to express our best, our warmest aspirations for humanity. As others, as states gather in New York and commit themselves to raise the ambition of global social responsibility, eradication of extreme poverty, not overdrawing on the ecological account of the future. Every one of us must find in the heart their way to commit to renewed engagement for collective solutions to society's problems, particularly not leaving the most vulnerable among us behind.
0: Dr. Thank you so much for your valuable time. I really appreciate it. That was terrific. My pleasure. Dr. That was Dr. Katui, Secretary General of the United Nations Conference on trade and development. By the way, just one quick thank you goes out to 1-800-PUBLIC-RELATIONS for all the PR and media support. Thanks for joining. I'm David Nelson at the New York Stock Exchange.